0: Okay, so here we are with another edition of the Wacky World of Diabetes Podcast, and this is going to be a good one because I have Caitlin Grenier from Party Like a Diabetic, who I really don't really know that well, but I kind of met in a weird way on a golf course through her uncle. Right? Wasn't your uncle my uncle? Yeah. Yeah, Yes. So, so, but we have this the diabetes connection. So I'm going to put her on the webcast, uh, you know, on the podcast and. So I'll I'll do what I always do. Tell them your journey. Tell people who the hell you are.
1: <laughs> they don't know me already. Come on, David. <laughs> well, it actually I don't. I think we actually met a few years ago at the Lava Man Triathlon in Hawaii. Oh
0: my god! Oh god! Yes. Yep. Oh my god! I remember that now. <laughs> oh. And you know what's really funny is I'm getting ready, and I'm going to plug my own race here because I'm getting ready to do another triathlon here in San Diego, and I'm raising money for Beyond Type One as one of my organizations. Oh,
1: nice, nice.
0: So doingitthreeways.com dot com is my website for the race. So okay. I'm plugging myself here. Now, now you can plug you.
1: <laughs> now I can. Well, I'm actually going to be doing the Lava Man again next. April, but this time I really got smart and I'm not doing the full thing. I'm just doing the bike because that is my strength. I will let other people not embarrass themselves on the swim and the run like I did.
0: <laughs> well, that's a good, that's a good, I, I, I do that one again.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, actually it was my first one, my first Olympic distance triathlon period, and then add on top of it with diabetes, trying to figure that all out. So it was an interesting race to say the least. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But okay. Tell people about this party like a diabetic. What the hell is it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? To catch a name, to start off with, (laughs) it really started. So kind of back to your first question is my diabetes journey. So I got diagnosed later in life at 26. And actually my eight year anniversary is going to be in a few weeks. And so really where Party Like a Diabetic came from is when being diagnosed at 26, not knowing a damn thing, not knowing anybody with type one, maybe a few people with type two, but not really intimately enough to ask a lot of questions. I felt So lost, so frustrated, so confused, and really didn't know where to turn. And so, after I got used to my new normal, I decided that I never wanted anybody to feel like that again. And so, over a few beers with my sister, when we were out, you know, brewery hopping in Chattanooga, we just started talking about what options there were and how to really fill that gap. And Party Like a Diabetic came about.
0: You wrote a book, right?
1: Yeah. So we call it a Bernal. So it is a, it's a combination of a behavior change journal. So over a hundred days, but in the beginning, it just talks a lot about the science and, and, and the evidence based approach that we used for this journal.
0: Now, if somebody, okay. Is it, if somebody let's say wanted your book, do you have a website or how does that work?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you can either go to the website, which is partylikediabetic.co, not .com, but CO, or you can go to Amazon and look up the sweet-ass journal to optimize your diabetic lifestyle in 100 days.
0: So do you have a lot of interactions with patients?
1: So it's not necessarily with patients. A lot of the people that I work with one-on-one, because I also, part of this diabetes journey is I went back to school to Vanderbilt for my health coaching education to work with patients and also with one-on-one. And so it's more so not in the clinical setting, but outside of that. I have partnered with a lot of physicians in town or diabetes educators. And really from what I'm doing right now with Diocese, I do have a lot of those patient interactions as well.
0: Uh, You're a pump patient?
1: No, I am on injections.
0: Okay. And are you CGM?
1: Yep. Oh, gosh, I love the CGM. Absolute game changer. So I'm on
0: the Freestyle Libre. Okay. And when you say, so you're on multiple daily injection with Freestyle Libre,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. have you had that? Can you tell people a little bit about how maybe that's changed your life a little bit? Oh, it has changed my life completely 180 for the better.
1: So before, and I was really... On top of the management to begin with, I was the human pincushion as everybody who has diabetes yeah. understands. I mean, even if you are in the pump, you can still feel like a pincushion. And so, gosh, I was testing my blood sugars four to five times a day and your fingers, I mean, just hurts, right? It just sucks. But then you just get the numbers. You don't get any trends. You don't really get any additional information from it. So by having the CGM, whether that's the freestyle or the Dexcom, you have so such a wealth of information that you can be really proactive with. And shoot, even if you don't want to be that proactive, just the alerts alone. I feel so much more safe and comfortable, particularly when I'm sleeping at night or when I'm doing the, you know, triathlon races or just any type of workouts. I feel so much more comfortable. Although I will say that when I first got the uh, the Freestyle Libra 2, I added my mom to the emergency contact list. And so when it goes out of range, she would get this text message, right? And so this is the first time in six years that she has ever been alerted to any out-of-range readings and how frequent they are. First time that it happened, it was at night. I went super, super high. And so I create, I like, I corrected. And then I went super, super low. She's three hours behind me in Alaska. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to bed. I'll figure it out. Oh my God, David. I woke up to four missed calls, three text messages, emails. <laughs> All my best friend saying, like, do you know what's happening with Caitlin? And I was like, okay, mom, we're gonna have to set some boundaries. <laughs>
0: Well, okay. You know, it's funny. You know, it, you know, it's so funny the things that you say because it so resonates with me. But I want to go back a step a little bit. Why, why Libre as opposed to Dexcom?
1: Honestly, for me, it's insurance coverage. Okay. I would absolutely be open to trying Dexcom as well. I've heard some really good things about it, and so it's coverage.
0: For you, it's strictly your insurance company said, "Hey, we're going to cover this." Yep. Okay. Now, one thing I'm curious about. Because you and I share a similar thing, because I was diagnosed very late. In
1: life. Mm-hmm. And how old were
0: you again, David? Oh, God. Or, I it- <laughs> I, I, all I can tell you is I didn't have gray hair back then.
1: <laughs>
0: didn't have any grandchildren back then. So, uh, Got it. It well, back. but can you kind of share, like, to the, to the audience of, like, what, not necessarily what you were dealing with personally, but how people were reacting to you. Mm-hmm. You know, tell, talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So I got diagnosed in grad school. And so people initially just attributed my my being tired and just not being on top of my game to just being stressed, right? So I'm in grad school. I'm working two jobs. People at first were just like, oh, OK, maybe you just need to take some stuff off your plate. And then, I mean, when I really started falling off, that's when people started just kind of questioning. And then when it was actually the full-blown diagnosis, people didn't really know what to do. People would of course be there for me and say, Hey, if you need, if you need anything, let me know just a huge, as huge of an adjustment for them and maybe even more so than me, because I mean, up to that point, I was really healthy. I was a collegiate athlete. I was traveling all the time. I was doing all this. And so at that point, they didn't know how that was going to affect my life going forward. And again, neither did I, but I'm also the type of person that I'm very independent and I'm very stubborn. And so they didn't want to impede on that. They still wanted to give me that space and that respect. But so it was a very fine balancing act between still allowing me to take care of myself and my health and really owning it, but then also making sure that they were giving me everything that that I needed. And so at the beginning, it was probably a little bit more hands-off than I actually needed because looking back, <laughs> it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. I should have asked for more help. I should have let people know that I really needed some more support. But again, Miss Independent over here, I, I pretend like I had it all together, but it's progressed. And as I've been able to tell my story you know, more confidently and shoot, even wrote the, the Bernal about it, people are starting to feel more comfortable asking me and showing up and providing support and asking more personal questions. So, I mean, it's been a transition and journey for them just as much.
0: Let's also go back to your your therapy regimen. You know, you're doing MDI. Mm -hmm. Is there a reason you didn't want to go on an insulin pump? I was in such denial.
1: (laughs) When I first got diagnosed, David, I was like, hmm, I'm going to fix this with diet and exercise and supplements and you give me all the cinnamon in the world and I will, you know, I'm going to come back to you and I'm not going to be a type one diabetic anymore. And so it took me a while to just get used to the idea of even just having to depend on an external source to survive, right? And so getting comfortable with that, really starting to understand How my body reacts to it, just on the on the injections, and I'm really comfortable with it. To be honest, I'm very comfortable with it. I've entertained the idea of pumps numerous times. I really like the tubeless options and some of the other ones. What I believe it's the Tandem Sport that's even smaller, and so that one's very very appealing to me, and I'll probably look into getting.
0: You know, it's it's funny that you share that because you know I use the Omnipod and. I, and I've also been on all of the others as well. And what's really funny is that I've noticed, and th- there's like a gender thing here, because a lot of the females want to be wireless. Oh, absolutely. One woman told me once, I don't remember where this was, I think it was at a TCOID conference, actually. And she said she loved the Omnipod because she could wear dresses. Oh,
1: absolutely. Like she
0: had never worn before. hmm and so the, and, and it's interesting that you mentioned the T-Sport, because that is kind of like the goal. It's a lower profile,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I guess, quote, unquote, more discreet option.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, part of the whole reason why I'd want the tubeless is... For aesthetic reasons and being able to wear clothing, I mean, no, we're not all blessed with pockets. <laughs> not all dresses <laughs> come with pockets, and I'm not going to be wearing a whole bunch of I don't know extra random stuff in order to house it. And your bra can only hold too much. So,
0: <laughs> so what? What is? What's your ultimate goal here? What? What are you? What impact are you looking to have?
1: Yeah, great question. And so the impact that I really want party like a diabetic to have is to let people know that if they are diagnosed later in life, and shoot, not even just later in life, that you can still live a very full, empowered life with diabetes. It doesn't have to define you. It doesn't have to stop you. It doesn't inhibit you. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people think like that when they get this diagnosis as I said like later in life they hadn't they weren't diagnosed when they were little and in fact I had a woman reach out to me that I hadn't spoken to in 12 years I want to say but just because I post stuff on social media she was aware that I was a type one and so she reached out to me and we scheduled a phone call and within five minutes she said I am so grateful that we're talking because." I just had a baby a month ago and yesterday I got the news that I'm a type one diabetic and I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, how do people live like this? Is this like, is this what my life is going to be like? Is this just, I feel so hopeless and frustrated. Like what can I do? And so, oh my gosh, that conversation took me right back to that diagnosis and that feeling of hopelessness of shit. Like Am I ever going to be able to do everything that I want to do, or is this completely going to define me? And so, really, it's all about not living by that definition.
0: With your other than Libre, are you using any of like apps to help you?
1: No, I mean, so just the Libre right now. I know quite a few of my friends use um, the Clarity, which was really a really good one, or um, the My Sugar app. I mean, there's a great. What's what's the funny one? Something Bob. I mean, he's a really oh, sarcastic, yeah. 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 like a super sassy, sarcastic guy yeah. that talks yeah. about Iron yeah. Range. I know other people who are using those, but no, I'm not using any other apps.
0: No, no, that's okay. and are you gonna are you gonna write another book? Are you gonna you know what what's next? Yeah,
1: right. um I do think I'll write another book or I don't think it'll be another Bernal. It'll, it'll probably be another book just based off of the feedback and the experiences that I'm not only, you know, getting personally, but the people that I'm meeting through podcasts or through my meetups that I host here in Nashville and just the people that I'm working with, because I feel like there's such a need for a different approach to diabetes management. And it's, it's what like you're doing and it's what Steve's doing at TCOID. It's not this like medical stringent approach of you must do this and X, Y, and Z. I mean, come on, diabetes is tough enough as it is. Why don't we have this more irreverent, fun, practical approach that doesn't just feel heavy. So that's, that's kind of the message and the approach that I'm going to continue using. Well, that's
0: great. You know, so it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. And just let, let's repeat this because you get to plug yourself here. Okay, if People want to reach you, buy your book or whatever, how do they do it?
1: So they can either go to the website at partylikeadiabetic.co, remember CO. <laughs> um, you can go to Amazon and buy the book. Uh, just look up Sweet Ass Journal to optimize your diabetic lifestyle or follow me on Instagram at Party like Diabetic.
0: All right, that's great.